0: Hi, this is Christopher Walken. I, uh, calling in as sick and wrong with a joke. Uh, what's the difference between Amy Winehouse and a moped? A moped can make it to 30. I gotta go. Bye.
1: Oh yeah, my favorite podcast. The Sick and Wrong podcast, cause it's a very good podcast, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lance Wackerly and D. Simon, they banter about how the week went for each of them, and then they segue into the stories and the fans vote, which is the sickest of the do phone calls and emails. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. I'm your host, t e. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. It's cracking there, Wackerly. I'm recording this on my laptop
3: because uh, my monitor for my PC died. So hopefully, it sounds all right.
2: It's a uh, technological calamity.
3: I had to get in. Uh, I had to go into full IT mode. Come up with a solution.
2: Nice that's the thing we're versatile pod crafters, you know when uh when trouble comes along, we just roll with the punches, pull out a what what are you using? Are you using like an old like ancient laptop that you have?
3: It's not that old, but it's not I would not call it a powerhouse p
2: c <laughs> well you you sound all right, so that that's good um so Wackerly, did you have a good valentine's day how How was it? Oh, it was great. <laughs> did you actually do it? did you go see fifty shades of gray and then make like a romantic no. uh candlelit? Italian dinner for your girlfriend, wife I did
3: make a dinner, but uh my wife went to see Fifty Shades of Grey with uh her co workers Friday. She got herself all riled up for Valentine's Day, I guess.
2: Yeah, so she was definitely in the mood. She was roused, yeah. she was in the mood. I mean for I Valentine's definitely Day. just beat
3: the shit out of
2: her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's got like two black eyes and she's gonna have to she's gonna have to go to a, the dentist on uh Monday. Get a couple teeth replaced.
2: That—that's. I think that right there is one of the dangers of uh, watching Fifty Shades of Gray. Is because you learn these BDSM techniques, but yet you don't know how to do it. You don't know the I mean, proper way to implement these
3: techniques. I was just punching in the face, over and over and over
2: again. She seemed to like it. So you just tied her up and then just like beat her ass, basically. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if that's really what the movie intended to happen, but well, I didn't see. I didn't go see the movie. <laughs> Maybe if I would have gone to see it, I would have had a better idea. Is this supposed to teach bondage to like uh, the Midwest or something? Like, yeah, I think it's bondage, bondage for Midwest. moms. Yeah, bondage for moms. So I think the way it works.
3: Do you, I, I mean, I'm hoping my mom doesn't like isn't like calling me. <laughs> like, you know, when your mom calls you for like to try and fix her PC over the phone. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Is she going to call me and be like, oh, my my, fur, my furry handcuffs, I can't get them off. What a, can you help me? No, mom. Would you tie
2: me up and beat the shit out of me? Could you tie me up for your father? <laughs> he can't figure it out. No. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know, I can't even explain how many... Um, uh, feelings of horror, just the feeling of just complete horror. I'd f- I'd have if I actually opened up like the rabbi's nightstand and just found a bunch of like pink handcuffs and a uh, spiky gimp mask and stuff like that. I, I don't even mm. know what I would, how I would feel. <laughs> do they do the gimp mask in uh, Fifty Shades? Do they go there? i I'm just assuming that they do. Just re- I'm talking about like restraints. And, like, fuzzy handcuffs and, like, ball gags and things like that. I know I would take is a, a lot of selfie. a piss
3: play in Fifty Shades of Grey? Is he just pissing all over her face and in her mouth?
2: I think it's just scat. I don't think they actually went to piss because that's gross. <laughs> they skipped piss? <bits? laughs> scat is straight, after piss. Straight to scat. <laughs> um, bunch of gerbiling. Yeah, you know, I, if I directed that movie, it'd be a lot cooler. Um, but yeah, I think if the rabbi had like all these like bondage toys, I would definitely take a selfie of it and post it to Instagram and be like, look what I found in my parents nightstand. But I don't think I would be personally offended. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the millennials out there. The kids now that are going to have to, not even millennials, the teens, they're yeah. going to have to find out about this. Like in, in Wisconsin, when they go to their overweight mother's nightstand, open it up and then they find like a ball gag, some restraints.
3: Or if you still live at home, like some contractors come over and you're like, what are they doing here? <laughs> Your dad's like, oh, they are having a sex
2: swing installed in the bedroom. Uh, imagine, it's just disgusting. That, that movie is going to usher in just a lot of uh, uh, sexual trauma for teens, you know, preteens. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow up to be quite disturbed.
3: Yeah, my wife said it was uh, mostly women in the theater, but that there were like some like... Uh, thugged out mexican dudes in there which she didn't understand and I like
2: know. on their own or were they with their girlfriends
3: uh i think it was like a big group of them and i think they were with their girlfriends
2: so what did the wife say did the wife say i want to see it again with you
3: no no she understands <laughs> that i'm not going to see that movie did she think it's she did
2: say she would see the sequels she said it was uh
3: entertaining she said everybody was uh laughing yeah, everybody in the theater was,
2: like, making fun of the uh, of the thing and, you know, being raucous. <laughs> I imagine it'd be quite a jocular occasion. Um, what, I mean, uh, did she say it's, like, going to be a cult classic, or did she say it was just so bad that, you know, I'm, I'm picturing, like, it could go the way of, like, that movie Showgirls, remember that, that just became this cult classic, but it was just right. so bad, or it could just be, like, oh, no, this is just so awful and just stupid, we're gonna forget about it.
3: No, she said it was entertaining, so... Did she read it's the cult book? It's classic.
2: Uh, she said she read the first book, right? Yeah, you know that was uh, like Twilight fan fiction. Do you know that? <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fan fiction? It, it started out as like the, the author was so obsessed with Twilight, she was writing all this like BDSM fan fiction for Twilight. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I think she just like turned that into a book about uh, BDSM just called Fifty Shades of Grey about like a professor.
3: I think he's a businessman.
2: Whatever, same thing. <laughs> you know, people. If you want to go watch a good bondage movie, go watch the movie *Secretary* with uh Maggie Gyllenhaal. I think she might make my dick shrink a bit just because I think I find her to look like a bit of a faz baby. But she's naked in it, and uh you know, titties are titties. And it's a good bondage. It's a good movie about bondage. Have you ever seen that with James Spader? Mm, no. <laughs> Secretary I, I don't is care. Getting,
3: if I want to watch a bondage movie, there's plenty on the internet that I can get watched and done with in like five minutes.
2: Yeah, but that's porn. I'm saying if you want your girlfriend yeah, right, to get all porn. worked up or your wife to get worked up, it's so your secretary. And then she's going to be like, all right, you can spank me now and tie me uh, up. Well, like, she's got a long healing process out of her. So maybe in like three or four months, we'll break that movie out well you'll see yeah so I I did not get I did not have the opportunity to see Fifty Shades of Grey thankfully my girlfriend did not want to see that so that was good
3: that's surprising not enough costumes in
2: it yeah she's gonna go see it with her friends to get really stoned oh, oh okay so she's she gonna see it she just doesn't want to see it with you she did not subject me to that which is good you know, I was wondering about, with my girlfriend, because she's kind of hard to read. Like, I didn't know. She acts like she's, like, one of those girls, like, I don't give a shit about Valentine's Day. You know, Valentine's Day is for suckas. You know, that's how she acts. But really, if I just didn't do anything, and I was like, ah, I have no plans. Let's just smoke weed and watch the imitation game. I think uh, she would have just been, like, upset about it. I think she would be upset. She would have thought I was a shitty boyfriend. So I planned something. I actually, um plan to go have food to go out to eat which i never do on valentine's day because going out yeah, to eat at idea. restaurants is just uh it's awful it's awful it's anathema you go there you go to a restaurant you're like standing in line it's hard to get a reservation it's usually a pre-fee menu they, cr- and they
3: usually cram like 50 percent more tables in so they can make every last penny
2: yeah, and the the, the uh, waitstaffs and just foul moods, obviously because mm. you're slammed. It's it's just, it's a horrible dining experience.
3: Especially this year because it was Saturday, which just makes it even worse.
2: Yeah, I'd rather go out like uh, you know, the night after or some other night or any night because you should be taking your girlfriend or your wife out to eat any at any night. You don't have to wait one day a year to do this.
3: Um, not every night though. Not every night, I'm We're just saying. We're not
2: feeders here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I planned out this meal and then I got tickets for this event. This uh, It's a freak show, a vaudevillian freak show. And it was going on at this theater downtown and I read that it might be cool. I was like, all right, I'll buy tickets for this. Got tickets for it. Said it was going to start at 10 so we had an early meal. Went all the way downtown to go see it. We get there. There's a big line of like Millennials, Like, tw- early 20s. In their early 20s, there's this massive line. I was like, that's a weird crowd. But, hey, you know, maybe they're into freaks and freak shows. This might be cool. Vaudeville. And Vaudeville. You know? Uh, I, heard, <laughs> I heard George Burns is going to be here. I love Vaudeville. I heard Vaudeville's making a comeback amongst the millennials. I, I don't know if you know about this. So, we get, we get to the theater. We show up, and they're like, oh, actually, um, the uh, freak show was moved to 7 o'clock. And now uh, it's the booty L.A. mashup dance party. (laughs) Club booty is what it's called. I remember booty SF or I've seen the same thing. This is booty L.A. It's the same. It's the same franchise. And so I I was just like, okay, did you guys maybe think to email people that already purchased tickets saying, hey, your event's been moved three hours earlier? Right. Because you know what happened? is the theater is like, okay, they booked this Valentine's event. And then all of a sudden, Booty LA was like, oh, we want to do a Valentine's Day night thing. Can we uh, buy out your theater? And they're like, oh, well, we already have a show at that time. Oh, we'll give you like $50,000. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to move that show three hours early and then just have you guys come in at nine. You think
3: B- Booty makes enough money on ticket sales to pay $50,000? Maybe not
2: 50 grand, but I bet you they got like 10 grand or something, or 15 grand. They, they make a lot of money. Even 1,000? They make a lot of money, though. They, they, they sell out this big theater. It's, it's extremely popular, and I don't know what why. What is it? It's just a big rave? You know what it is, Wackerly? It's an abomination, a musical abomination. It's an outrage. And I can't even stand listening to it. But these young kids who don't know any better because they have no musical taste and all they've grown up listening to are MP3s, not the pure music of vinyl. Um, <laughs> so but they listen to this, already, MP3s already sound like shit. So when you stack two MP3s on top of each other or three MP3s and you mash them up, it sounds even more like shit. It's a cacophonous piece of shit. It's what you listen to. And these kids don't know any better, so they dance. They'll dance to anything. They're so hopped up on ecstasy and goofballs. And so then... It, and then, then meanwhile, here I am, a 40-year-old man, too old to be at this club. And uh, yeah, I hate it. My girlfriend actually does is a fan of booty.
3: You guys didn't go into booty. Well,
2: the uh, security was like, you know, I'm sorry. They should have informed people. You can, you can write to them for a refund. I was like, oh, you bet your ass I will.
3: <laughs> you can write to them. Um, it is it is like vaudeville times. Send a telegram. Send <laughs> a telegram. Send a
2: telegram to the box office, <laughs> see? And we'll wire you their money back in Western <laughs> Union. Nah. <laughs> with a megaphone um yeah, yeah no i yeah, i was gonna like, right, i will do that and then she's like but if you guys want to feel bad you can come in for free to booty so you go in there and it's just like yeah it's awful the, the music is awful and the drinks are the, the drinks downtown at these clubs it's like sixteen dollars for a vodka red bull inflation ah man. it's awful so i was just sitting there like oh you know what fuck it so we left end up going to the ace hotel which is a, and the, have you heard about the Ace Hotel? It's like that hipster hotel. They have one in like New York. Where and is it? Oregon. Well, they just put one in downtown. So I was like, ah, I heard this place is cool. We go over there. Dude, there's a line of like 60 douchebags waiting to get into the bar of that place.
3: <laughs> is it guys with their girlfriends or dates? Because it's Valentine's Day. Or is it just guys hoping to find a Valentine inside the
2: place? All of the above. It's there's like guys, <laughs> like douchebags wearing Gucci. You know, in line with, in, with with their girlfriends, and there's dudes that are just like big packs of dudes, wolf packs, trying to like. I pick would up feel single really girls. weird
3: going out on,
2: going out with a bunch of dudes on Valentine's Day. I think like that's a big group. I think that's like the trend now or something. Yeah. but yeah. So anyway, the thing is with LA, people love queues. They love to stand in line. I think they look cool because they're standing in line. And you, that's where you meet people because you're in line. But they wait how long in line. Is this,
3: how long do you usually stand in line? I,
2: I don't know because I don't stand in lines. But over an hour. The, you know, we went inside. And we found out that there's a, a restaurant inside that you could go sit at, sit and have a drink, like on the first floor. But the bar, the cool bar, is upstairs on the roof.
3: Oh, uh, it was also very warm out, right? Yeah, that's another reason so that helped. Yeah.
2: So we sat there having a drink, and you'd see groups of people coming in. And I remember I saw some guy wearing like this stupid outfit outside. It was like a pink, like he was wearing like a pink like suit. Talk. Ensemble No, <laughs> he was wearing like a pink suit on ensemble there, and by the time he got up to go to the elevator, it must have been at least an hour and twenty minutes
3: so this guy was sing- by himself and he was with a group of people but he wasn't with, he didn't look like he had a date
2: yeah not, I didn't scrutinize his uh, situation just, i'm there. just trying
3: to figure i'm trying to gauge how fucking pathetic this guy is to be out by himself wearing a pink suit on valentine's day just trying so hard he was definitely
2: attention seeking and I, and the only reason he, he stood out was i was like wow look at that asshole wearing the pink suit and then we we get in there we sit down have a drink that was way overpriced have a drink and by the time we we're we i think we had two drinks by the time we we're ready to go it's like well pink suits finally getting up to the elevator to go up to the rooftop bar I'm sure he was excited. Just filled with douchebags. It's it's, it's awful. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck all this. Let's just go to Hank's. It's this great dive bar downtown. No one knows about it. We'll go over there. We're not going to get fucked with. You can listen to normal music. Um, Some ACDC. Shook me all night long on the stereo. Um, You can can order some uh, Johnny Walker red. And you're not going to get bothered by all these douchebags. We go over there. That bar's closed down. They closed it. They're opening up some club.
3: Was there a person playing a sad trombone standing next to the
2: door? Yeah, this homeless guy beat He's the shit out of my <laughs> dick. Give me that trombone. Or you mock me. I'll beat you with a trombone. Yeah, anyway, so I was like, fuck this. Let's just go back home. I'm going to drink a lot of Jameson.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can't go to downtown LA anymore. You're too old.
2: You need to go find a bar in like Burbank. That's what or I should Oxnard. do. Oxnard. I know, I've noticed this. I don't think it's too old. I just think it's the city's changing, and this this is what pe- this is what people prefer to do. They prefer to stand in lines. They prefer to go and listen to Rihanna mashed up with Lil Wayne.
3: Do all these guys work for in show business?
2: Uh, the people I, I don't I don't know. You know what? What I've heard from people, it's like these. You have to have an idea. You know, from what I've heard, the people that stand in line to go to these clubs, like they'll go in there. They'll pay $200 for a bottle of wine, which is pretty much their week's paycheck because they work at Foot Locker. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they, they're dressed like a barcode. They work at Foot Locker and they save up their money so they can buy a $200 bottle of wine so they can appear to be a baller at one of these clubs. Mm. Yeah. You know, okay. That's, that's what these clubs are all about. And then that's. Because this, I mean, because the similar
3: things happening in. I, I don't even go out in San Francisco anymore. Maybe once a year I'll go to, to some bar in San Francisco, maybe twice a year. But, uh, and I actually have had this sort of behavior for a while, but everybody that lives over in San Francisco is now complaining and to like the new term of abuse is just to say like, oh yeah, that dude's in tech. (laughs) Like if you work for, if you work for an internet company or any kind of like Uber or LinkedIn or whatever, Google, obviously. Like, you're just persona non grata over there. So, you're
2: there. just ostracized? You mean
3: this is in the East well, Bay, though, right? Well, it's weird. Well, it's weird. No, these are all the people that live in San Francisco. Like, like I said, I could give a shit, because I'm not going over there anyways. But uh, I guess this is just adding to reasons why I don't need to go over there. But it's people who live over there. Just,
2: they're so mad. Well, I could see that, though. I mean, you, you go around, like... There are no women in these bars anymore because there's a shortage of women in the Bay Area because women can't afford to live there.
3: Especially San Francisco. Yeah, well, it's San
2: Francisco, not
3: the Bay Area. But I think San there's Francisco. like four dudes to every woman or at least like you know eligible type women and men when you match them up. There's like four four men to one women over there.
2: I know I've complained about this in the past, but it's like you walk around San Francisco and you see a bar that you used to hang out at. Well, it's been closed down because like some trust funders came in and paid like five times its worth to the owner of the bar Bought their liquor license And r- renovated the place And now they call it Harper's and Rye they sell mixologist <laughs> drinks And it's just filled with dudes There might be three girls in there So fuck that dude To be fair The bar that it replaced Didn't have any women in it either
3: No In your little store, But it
2: had character <laughs> It
3: was like Some fucking 110 year old Asian drunk Dude with like Weird fucking You know Fence post teeth <laughs>
2: And just some other kraken with goiters. And D. Simon in the corner just laughing. Right. Yeah, I enjoy. that. So it's
3: not like, (laughs) there's probably
2: more women in the new bar, but the ratios are still terrible. It's just that, that city's terrible. Valentine's Day is terrible. (laughs) Fuck it, dude. Stay home, get drunk, watch porn, and uh, yeah, tie your girlfriend up.
3: (laughs) I made filet mignon, so. (laughs) Now that, there he is.
2: You know what my girlfriend did for me, though? She bought me a Valentine's gift. Get, uh, got me a pedicure. You ever done that? <laughs> a pedicure? <laughs> I wish. Um, no, a pedicure. Have you ever done? know they
3: had a cure for that. <laughs> no, I've never gotten a pedicure. I'm actually a straight, straight
2: man. So oh, you know, I don't think it's a gay. And thing. I'm white. I don't think it's a gay thing. And I think you should be a little more secure in your sexuality. There, wackily. I'm secure. It's. Uh, I also
3: just have a pair of toenail clippers at home.
2: <laughs> it's quite relaxing to get, You know, it, it's funny though too because you feel so elitist, being like, "Asian woman, get on your knees, clean my feet." I don't like.
3: You know. You, you know what it is? I don't. I don't even like going outside. Like I don't like leaving the threshold of my home without shoes on.
2: Yeah, that's a weird thing for me.
3: <laughs> I don't want to like have my bare feet out in public. I don't wear sandals. No. I, I mean, I guess it. when you're at the... I, I, I'll go to the pool or the beach and then take my shoes off and socks
2: off, but nowhere else. Uh, sandals. You shouldn't even expose... your men, men shouldn't expose their feet to the general public. You should tell this to P-Town. Right. P-Town's big-ass fucking monstrous... T-Rex feet. Well,
3: I don't know. I don't want to talk shit about P-Town. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> P-Town has these weird hammer toes. Have you ever heard a hammer toe? A
2: hammer and toe. And every time
3: I see it, I, it's just constantly amusing to me. This weird hammer toe.
2: He should go there and get a pedicure and frighten the young Asian women.
3: I don't even know if they can get to the hammer toe nail because it's all like curled under. <laughs> it's just his like, little toes. But yeah, he likes the sandals and I and then I always... Get to laugh at his hammer toe.
2: Yeah, it's it's a great experience. It's, very, it's where you're sitting in a massage chair. You got some uh, young Asian woman um, wearing a low cut uh, shirt. You can totally see cleavage. Just sitting there, massaging your feet, cutting your toenails. It's great. It's you know what the weirdest thing. What?
3: Uh, what? So it's just a foot massage, and then they cut your toenails. Do they put polish on them?
2: Oh, you can't get your feet polished. Girls get their feet polished. I just got my toes. Just, they go and they clean out your fucking toenails. Like my toenails Did are. They gnarly. they scrub
3: the dead skin off the bottom? Now, you of know, your foot. they
2: use like a belt sander and just scrape. They like uh, sand that shit down all the calluses. Hmm. It's intense. But you know what? The weirdest. Were
3: there any black men? In but
2: that—that that was about to say the weirdest thing about that place is I was—I was a bit self-conscious. I'm like, God, I hope none of my friends come by and see me in here. Um, That's just going to be embarrassing. But then uh, I'm looking over and there's like these two thugged out dudes. Like they must have been in their 30s, but just thugged out. Like, you know, gold teeth. They got like big diamond earrings, like neck tattoos. And they're just sitting there like on their phones, headphones in, just getting their feet done. I was like, is this a thug thing to do?
3: Uh, It's definitely African-American men partake of the pedicure. I used to live right neck around the corner from a pedicure place in downtown oakland and there are always black men in and
2: it's not a gay thing though amongst the black guys no
3: no it's like uh you know you you like got to get yourself looking right you get your gold chains and all that stuff and your fancy clothes and then you get your feet did
2: you know i gotta say i agree with that sentiment it's like listen guys your feet are disgusting your women hate your feet you know, you know, you just
3: keep them covered up. That's my... Well,
2: method. no, you you could go maybe once a month and go get it, uh, get your feet cleaned and, and belt sanded and your toenails trimmed, you know?
3: All right. Next time I want to put my foot in my wife's mouth, I'll think about it.
2: <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, they did that. You're not going to do it if you have like uh calluses all over your feet. Right. Anyway, Valentine's Day um, sucks in general. I don't mind it, you know, because it's not...
3: I don't know. I guess some people go overboard, but it doesn't seem like one of those holidays where anybody makes a really big deal about it. Some people do. Some people do, but like it's not like the bulk of society is making a big deal about it. Let me put it that way.
2: But I think, it, you know what it does? It raises expectations for a lot of people. Like People think, oh, I should be doing this. I should go. You know who does not have high expectations for Valentine's Day this year? Uh, no. Why don't you tell me? Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. No. Poor Charlie Manson's heart is broken. It's Valentine's Day. I wonder
3: if they get like a red velvet cake for dinner <laughs> in the prison on Valentine's Day. I bet you they do something like that. Something
2: nice for the, for the cons. Love is not in the air for Charlie Manson this year. and uh, I Well, think, let's hope not. Well, the last time I think we brought Charlie up on the show, he was engaged to be married to some young hussy... Named Star. He's 27 years old, 53 years his junior. He was engaged to be married. I think you thought it was strange. I thought it was strange. But I think I was suspicious from the get go. I was like, this woman has ulterior motives. I don't remember what your, your thoughts were. Oh, on I thought it. she
3: was going to try and make money off of the, his uh, recording. Oh,
2: yeah, his rights.
3: Uh, the rights to his, to music. his uh, music.
2: Which, when he dies, some people will buy those CDs. Well, it turns out, though. She, or MP3s. No, she, she was scheming, but she wasn't scheming in that way. She had other ideas as to, to how she's going to profit from Charlie Manson. Um, so uh, Manson called off the marriage. The engagement has now been called off. The reason being, um, he found out it was part of a wild scheme that she had with a guy named Gray Wolf, her pal. <laughs> oh, Yeah,
3: they, um... I take it Grey Wolf is a dude more closer to her age and not in prison?
2: Yes. Uh, Her name is uh, Afton Elaine Burton, 27 years old, known as Star. She sought to wed the convicted mastermind of the Sharon Tate murder, Charlie Manson, so she could gain possession of his corpse. And she and her pal, Grey Wolf, Craig Hammond, (laughs) planned to lay out Manson's remains in a glass crypt... And then uh, they, they felt it'd be like uh, California's version of Lenin's tomb, and uh, they would draw huge crowds and make big well,
3: money. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it would be that
2: big. I mean, that's like a national treasure over there. I I think it would be. A, I think it would be an attraction. I think it'd be one of those. You no, know, it'll be an attraction. Just
3: let's uh, let's reduce
2: expectations here a little bit.
3: I don't think there'd be like a line, you know, miles
2: long. I think it would be I bet you it would be a popular attraction though like year round I think people would come to they'd be in the area they'd be like hey you know what might as well go see Manson's tomb I would go check it out think of the selfies I would definitely go check it out well this is what I thought when I first read it and I read about this is I was like you know what she's probably gonna do is buy the spawn uh, the spawn ranch in Death Valley and make like Charlie Manson land
3: See, that would totally fit, because there's a lot of shit like that already down in the Mojave Desert.
2: Well, don't you think it probably wouldn't be that expensive? You could make a big theme park, you go to Charlie Manson Land on the Spawn Ranch, you get to see his uh, corpse encased in a glass coffin, there's rides, Mm -hmm. like the dune buggy ride, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Jumping, you could have a bouncy castle, like the Sharon Tate House right um it's a little hot though outside for bouncy castle you could air condition that thing uh you could have a <laughs> uh a ride like um like i would say it's a small world but you could have like, yeah see
3: there's water in the it's a small world ride and it's cool and it's dark because it's like you're in that little canal inside but you, that would be good. but you could
2: have it like with uh charlie manson's vision like it's a race war world you just cruise right. around a little boat see all the races fighting
3: where did he ever get that idea of the race war? I just because blacks in the '60s were like
2: getting their rights, and he thought it was he thought it was going to all go to hell, an impending race war because black people because of civil rights. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why not do that? Then so not only are you going to make money off of Manson's uh, coffin, like uh, you know, the, his tomb, but you have the whole theme park. I don't think she's yeah, much of an entrepreneur. Can charge like
3: twelve dollars for a corn dog. That's how you make your money on the. Uh, whatever you
2: call it, the food. You know how much it costs to get into Disneyland now? Concessions. Disneyland costs like 100 bucks a person.
3: I was going to say 60 Jesus. And that's like
2: $100 a person. So Manson Land could be 30 bucks a person. <laughs> Maybe
3: shoot a little lower. How about 20
2: Well, it could start out as 20 but then once you get more rides in there... Um, I, I could see this being uh, a very popular attraction. If Sick and Wrong did this, we would do it upright. But this woman here, uh, Afton Burton... You know, all she just wanted to do was gain possession of the corpse. I don't think she thought out this plan. And not to mention, Manson realized what was going on. Manson's 80 well, years people, old.
3: People are calling her crazy, but it doesn't really sound that crazy to me. I mean, it sounds unusual and like, but I think you could make it work if you could get out around all the legalities.
2: I don't know what the legality is around like, Oh, I'm going to display a person's mummified body. Well, I think she's a scheming opportunist, but that's the thing. I don't think she's insane. At first people lot, were like, lots of,
3: lots of business people are scheming opportunists. Well, I
2: think at first people were like, this girl's insane. Why would she think in her mind that she, she could be married to this uh, mass murderer. But then in the, the whole time, this is all a scheme that she and her pal gray wolf here concocted i don't think she's insane (laughs) just scheming opportunist
3: i'm looking up spawn ranch it's it's much closer to los angeles than i thought i thought it was way out in the desert but it's not
2: yeah that's what manson was planning on doing like you can go out there and is uh, it all built up around there now or what you know i think the is part of like the state park but i think you could still see the dune buggies like uh, well, what's with the, the dune buggies? buggies
3: i've never heard of the dune buggies till so you just brought it up
2: no you could drive dune buggies where that's what they're going to fight the race wars in it was going to be like uh, a <laughs> road warrior oh i did not know this yeah no you can see the the remains of the dune buggies out in the desert damn i didn't know there were going to be dune
3: buggies involved that's part of the ride of manson Land. i'm way more pro this idea now what can we what can we do to get them back together
2: <laughs> Man, well, it's going to be tough. Them, like though. a romance kit from Adam and Eve or something. <laughs> his heart is broken, Come on, Charles Manson does not want to marry Burton. Has no interest in spending eternity displayed in a glass coffin. He's finally realized he's been, he's been played a fool. But the reason, the main reason he balked at the plan and that he thinks it's nonsensical, is because he believes he's immortal.
3: We'll see then. <laughs> Charles Manson, he's really lost his edge. Because what he should do is he should. Fake his death in prison, and then get taken out and put sent back to the ranch to be displayed, and then he can rise from his grave if he's immortal.
2: Oh well, yeah, well I don't know if uh, I, I feel I feel like he thinks he's just never going to die, so he thinks it's just a stupid idea. She's stupid for thinking he was going to die in the first place, and thinking he'd ever be encased in a glass coffin.
3: Well, then if he thinks he's never going to die, her plan's never going to come to pass and he should try and get a conjugal visit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he should have done. Charles Manson. He's got to die soon, right? He's like 80. Like, like this year, next year. I mean, prison living, it's, it's, I mean, he's in like a pretty easy, you know, prison he's celebrity and sure he's prison. catered to, but it's still, it doesn't lend itself to like longevity, you know? You're eating that like shitty prison food and um, you don't really get enough exercise and you, you're inside all day long.
2: He's been in there a long time though. Corcoran. That's where he's living. Yeah, here, I know. So. Um, according to the authors of this uh, book here, the Retrial of Charles Manson, they're the ones who shed light on uh, Afton Starr's plan here. Um, they say that Burton and Hammond hatched their plan to display Manson's corpse about two years ago and initially they asked Manson to cite a document that would let them take his body when he dies. So Manson didn't give him a yes, didn't give him a no, sort of strung them along because they had been regularly bringing him toiletries and other items. So he was playing (laughs) them. It's all for toilet paper. You know, he was manipulating them.
3: He should have kept it up.
2: But what happened here, the pair realized that uh, if they married Manson, California law would give her possession of Manson's remains upon his death. And that's the whole thing here. It's like I don't. I think the law differs in in uh, states, in other states, but in California, if you die, uh, the remains go to the spouse, the surviving that's spouse. That's weird. Does he have any other relatives living? I know he has, not, no. oh, he has a son. Oh, he's a he does have a son. I've Imagine heard of, that. but uh, I guess the preference of the deceased concerning the disposition of his or her body is a right that's usually strictly enforced. So if Manson was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to be immortal, so. Um, not going to die so you can't have my body there's nothing she could have done about that hmm. but the uh upon the death of a married person the surviving spouse has paramount right to the custody of the remains of the deceased in its burial so i don't know if you can i, I think the law supposes that someone's going to just bury somebody in the conventional method or cremation or Cremate. something like that. I don't think they say you're gonna. We're gonna display the corpse. However, if she has full custody of the uh, the remains, you can do anything you want.
3: Yeah, I think she would run into more than anything. She would run into like zoning laws if she was trying to set up this uh, mausoleum <laughs> for display
2: in Manselland. Uh, you no, know?
3: yeah, like the neighbors would say, you know, <laughs>
2: we don't really want this type of an attraction. It's next door. You know. You could plastinate Manson's body now, but how was Lennon's body entombed? Like what, what they what was it was it embalmed? Like what did they put in Lenin's body? They didn't have plastination back then.
3: Isn't Kim uh what's the what's the Korean guy's name? Kim Jong now? il
2: or Kim Jong un Kim Jong un's
3: grandfather has the, got the same treatment
2: right? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, what was, the, what, are, wasn't there an issue with Lennon's corpse? Like he was melting future or something. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, he's been there for a long time. Um, but death Valley gets hot. So she would have to have,
3: Oh yeah. They'd have to be like, a, yeah, they'd have you know, to have like, like an air conditioning. Hockey condition rink style air conditioning.
2: Could she hire your company to go in there and figure out the, uh, the HVAC light bulb situation?
3: Oh, yeah, we would, we would figure out that situation for her, for sure.
2: <laughs> In Charlie Manson land? Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. Manson called the marriage off. So I don't know if we could bring these two lovebirds back together, but it seems seems doubtful.
3: They, uh, all this uh, Wikipedia article about Lennon's body just says that they've, uh, they, were, they had a problem with dark spots on the skin, and they managed to solve it by the use of a variety of different reagents. In between baths. Do they still have to give him
2: baths? So they actually do that? They bathe the corpse? I don't know. How bad do you think it smells? Bad. <laughs> I mean, just bodies at a normal
3: funeral smell terrible, right? That, for, that whatever that is, formaldehyde, the embalming
2: fluid is just gross. You know what you could do at Manson Land is you could offer free swastika tattoos. You could be put on your forehead um, at, at Lennon's, at, uh, Manson's tomb, when you go in there and you look at the glass coffin, you can press buttons and hear all of his phrases throughout the years, you know? When oh, like he, his, uh,
3: his like speaking in tongues,
2: <laughs> his parole board hearings. <laughs> you ever hear that? Like, <laughs> when he starts screaming racial epithets. Yeah. It's Would his here. eyes
3: be open or closed?
2: I think you could press a button and the eyes just pop open <laughs> and then he starts screaming, uh, swearing about, um taking over the world in the race war. I think
3: it should be like Ch- uh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, animatronic? An
2: autom- yeah, animatronic
3: Manson. It's
2: a good thing. You know, that's a good idea, though. Maybe you could have like... Uh, I wonder if you could get some of the, the actual Manson family members to be uh, guides.
3: Or when they die, you can also put them in there. <laughs> and, and they could anim- be Animatronic-wise. They
2: could be part of the band. When you're eating yeah. pizza, the band plays songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they better have pizza. And they could play Manson songs like Garbage Dump there you go you know what i'm gonna stop right here because we should stop giving away these good ideas and maybe we should try to get the body
3: i well who's gonna who's gonna take one for the
2: team uh shit you're already <laughs> no, married it's not gonna be me I'm i guess married. i'll have to do it but it's big of oh, me sucks oh well i'll have to figure this out anyway valentine's day sucks hope you had a good one people and uh, if you bought a if you bought an adam and eve romance kit then you probably did have a good one. I imagine. People, it's episode 470 here. Sick and wrong. You know the way the show works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Uh, You send your stories to us. If you send them to sickandwrongpodcasthotmail.com or or via Facebook, uh, I know the new Sick and Wrong Facebook fan page. We get a lot of stories from there too. If we give you credit, we do your story. Give you credit here on the show. We'll send you a sick and wrong care package. Um, We got some good ones here this week. Uh, Before we get to our first story, here is a word from our sponsor. You know, wackily, believe it or not, Adam and Eve went back to our old deal, so people can now get fifty percent off their items and three wow. free adult DVDs when you use Diddle. So I'm going to play the old school um, Adam and Eve promo here. That's the best thing about this is they changed our deal around, and I didn't have any promos because I'm like, oh shit! Over the years, we've been doing this promotion, and we always get this. We you know we have our pre-recorded spots.
3: But right. We're not going to record new
2: ones But I don't have to now Because uh, we can go back to the old ones So here's a nice. word from our sponsor AdamandEve.com Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com And make a purchase using coupon code
0: DIDDLE You'll get 50% off your first item Three free adult DVDs Free shipping And a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast About murder and mukaki. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you.
2: So the first story we got here came in from Will. Will writes, D, will never have to worry about this. He's got a point there, I never will. Uh, world's first penis reduction surgery. Teenager request, requested the operation after his manhood grew so large that it stopped him from having sex. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> he's a 17-year-old teen. Yeah, he's not having sex. Yeah, any I'm sure he's having anyways. a lot of sex. But uh, but the reason he can't have that much sex is because his dick's too big. You know, that sounds plausible.
3: It's worse problems to have, I guess.
2: 17-year-old boy has undergone the world's first penis reduction surgery according to surgeons i find that kind of str- hard to believe that he's the first person of all time yeah me too isn't that weird don't you think there'd be like somebody in africa or something or mexico with a, a huge? <laughs> why dong? you have to say africa well okay I, i'm not i'm <laughs> just saying statistically but don't you think there'd be like some guy who just has giantism of the cock what about those dudes with massive balls elephantitis well that's a different part of your body <laughs> I guess. We know
3: that those guys, because there was that guy in Howard Stern who had his balls reduced, so he can't be the first person to do that.
2: That guy was great. He just, like, walked around and would just sit on him like a beanbag chair. Yeah, it seems like an asset. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> or anything else. So the boys' surgeons here were shocked when the 17-year-old came to them complaining that his penis was too big. <laughs> when flaccid, get this, it measured almost seven inches in length. Which is a pretty... I mean, that's a decent-sized dog. For flaccid,
3: that's pretty good. That's a
2: pretty decent-sized dog, But it had a c- circumference of 10 inches. <laughs> that seems, like, <laughs> misproportioned. Around the size of a grapefruit. However, surgeons <laughs> described it as being shaped like an American football. Ugh. Did I, did I send you the good. picture of this thing? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, you know, I sent it to, like, at least... It does look like a football. I sent it to, like, 20 people. You know, I sent it to my brother. No response. He's still busy jacking off. I couldn't believe my brother didn't respond to it. You know how, uh, do you remember that chick, Punky Brewster? Yes. Punky Brewster. (laughs) Soleil Moonfry. Soleil Moonfry. She had massive breasts when she grew older. She had a breast reduction. And I remember, like, a lot of people were freaking out. A lot of guys were like, how dare you do this? It's a travesty to reduce the size of your breasts. Do you think gay men, when they hear about, like, a massive dong are just like, why would you do this? i don't know because <laughs> it's not just massive i mean it
3: looks like a baked potato it looks like a prop from a david lynch movie
2: it is it's it's, <laughs> it's horrific. not something
3: you want to put in your mouth
2: i'll post it to the site i don't think of you could fit you it will. in your mouth i mean well <laughs> somebody could don't you think this guy would have to jerk off with two hands
3: well it, it's probably extremely painful
2: it's probably I mean, no it jerking say off that he was, it was painful for him to jerk off it looks painful. You know what's was painful, wacker, these pulling it out in front of a woman and seeing her horror, her look of shock when she recoils in horror from your dick. That would be painful. Literally,
3: she'd be like, "What are we going to play football? Holy shit, that's your dick."
2: <laughs> I you know, I've never had that that uh that that experience. I've never had that experience where I've just pulled out my dick and the girls just like frightened of it. Right. You know, it's not like she laughs, I think it's just like, "Oh, okay, good. I can handle that." So, like, you know, they look at it and they're like, oh, I can that. That's totally not going to be
3: any kind of a problem <laughs> That's, for my vagina. I'm going to
2: walk fine tomorrow. It's plenty big enough it's, my vagina to handle that. It's going to fit. I'm going to be able to take that like a, you know, like a soldier. Whereas, I'll be able to go through my emails while you're <laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> I can text. It's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a disruption. Whereas, could you imagine whipping out this guy's dick? It'd almost just be funny just to have that that, that look of just like, holy shit. <laughs> Well, you could get a fake dick that looked like this.
3: It literally does look like a baked potato. So maybe you could just, uh, you know, work up some kind of a baked potato fake cock. Find <laughs> out what it's like.
2: My girlfriend said she thought it looked like it had a tumor. So she's like, if some guy pulled the dick out like that, she goes, I would think he had a, a tumor.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, me- he has a medical problem, you can
2: tell. So the teenager had suffered from several bouts of priapism. An unwanted erection due to having a condition in which abnormally shaped blood cells block vessels in the penis, causing it to swell. So I guess when I first read this, I thought this was like one of those no reason boners you get. You ever have, you ever have one of those in high school? Oh, of course. So it's like a boner for no reason. You're just like, fuck, I'm not even horny. I just got a boner now. And then you don't want to sit, you know, you don't want to sit up. You don't want to move. You're just going to stand there, wait for it to go away. Think on sexy sure. thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think of Hillary Clinton. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't that. This guy had actually a, a medical condition. Uh, these episodes had left his penis bloated and misshapen. He was unable to have sex or play competitive sports. Yeah, that would suck if like you're on the wrestling team and then you feel this big <laughs> fucking dog on your back. Oh, you mean it sucked for his opponents?
3: <laughs> it would just suck all the way around. I just. What if you're on the diving team? It <laughs> just blew. Slap. Well, he'd have a hard time writing, uh, wearing those like speedos to begin with. Though he'd have to like much less getting up to the diving board. He'd
2: have to have like a specially made, like a specially prepared uh, speedo for that dong. Be horrible. He had difficulty wearing his pants due to his large and heavy phallus, and he was embarrassed by how visible it appeared. That I find kind of funny because you, you know, you're in high school. I guess you are self conscious about your shortcomings, but stuff like this, like there are always those kids that did have just like a monstrous dick, and everyone called him like. Oh, yeah, that slapper, because he'd just pull his dick out at parties and everyone would laugh about it. Or an abnormally small penis, like John Steele would pull his dick out all the time at parties. You know, <laughs> my friend Kessel, they'd have, like, small dick contests. Wow. Um But I remember this other kid in particular, this kid, I don't want to say his name, because he might listen to the show, but this kid I went to high school with, everyone called Big Ball. And I remember I knew about this but this guy I had moved away at this point i was like in college already but i remember big ball and a bunch of friends came to uh, university of michigan to hang out and party and everyone's like calling him big ball i'm like why do they call you big ball and everyone starts laughing he's like check it out pull it out dude he had a massive testicle a massive swollen testicle just one just one and i was like the other one was normal size yeah i was just like dude you should go see a doctor you probably have testicular cancer he did <laughs> He ended up having to have that testicle removed. Well, you might've saved his life. Well, it's just funny that they, so I'm surprised this guy, you know, is I like in, that
3: you didn't say his name cause he might be listening to the show as if he's not going to like realize. He, he, big ball. You'd remember that.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I did have
3: that big one ball. I forgot about that. I'm
2: sure I'm not the only person that was like, dude, you probably have testicular cancer. That's horrible. I go see a doctor. Idiot. But like I'm surprised this kid with his big fucking American football shaped dog didn't just pull it out and be like, "Yeah, oh, look at this, scaring people. Like a freak of the party. He'd be popular." Right. So, it sounds like you know, it sounds like this could be a man's dream. His dick was so large that it didn't even grow when he had erections. It just became firmer. But unfortunately, although it was a generous length, its girth was was just massive, especially around the middle. I don't think any woman could handle that girth i don't think anyone could
3: <laughs> I, the idea that anybody is going to put this an, anywhere near their own sexual organs <laughs> i mean you're trying to play it off like he just has this huge cock but it's not it's disgusting i mean <laughs> even as far deformed. as cocks go
2: <laughs> do you ever watch those porns the monster cock porns
3: oh you mean the like clearly fake cock
2: porn? <laughs> yeah like i wonder if that guy yeah. could do this yeah it doesn't look yeah. like
3: that it's not like a three foot like you know proportionate cock it looks like a weird like
2: abnormal growth do you know any guys that are like super into that like any of our (laughs) friends like monster cocks like i got those bookmarked
3: i don't really talk to dudes about their porn habits in detail we talk
2: about it all the time when on the show
3: well on the show so i know you're not no i'm not i
2: find it i find it abhorrent like i can't even look at any of that stuff turns me Mm -hmm. off um also makes me feel self-conscious so the uh, surgeon here says, you know, there's a global race on how to make penises longer and thicker in plastic surgery circles, but there's very little on how to make it smaller. So there's no precedent, medical precedent on this. Uh, so what they decided to do is they embarked on a surgical technique normally used to treat Peyronie's disease, which is a condition where scar tissue develops along the penis, causing it to bend. Is that where they get the word pepperoni? <laughs> Pierogi? It's related. <laughs> well, pepperoni kind of looks like a weird shriveled cock. I guess. Was it just like from a botched circumcision or something? Pepperoni? No, like Peroni's disease. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was the uh Am hungry for pizza now? Um, the surgeon sliced along an, an old circumcision scar, unwrapped the skin of the penis, cut two segments of tissue from either side, and just kind of molded it into a new dong. So he sort of just. Is this going to be an
3: ongoing problem? Is it just going to re-swell up again? He's going to have to have this keep happening.
2: No, they said they fixed it. It's it's slightly Mm. longer and slightly thicker than the average male, but now it looks symmetrical, and the patient was very satisfied. (laughs) Thanks, doc. No problem having normal erections, full sensation. It's a life-changing event. He's all smiles now. Still, he has a huge dong though. They said it's slightly above average. That's not huge. Yeah, a seven-inch dick. That's pretty big. I mean, I guess it's slightly above average. It's not, you know, but I mean, it, it's not misshapen to the point where it's like, wow, your dick looks like a football.
3: You know, football dick?
2: Tom Brady could throw a touchdown with that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's this is the first uh, recorded case of, uh, of dick reduction. So, interesting.
3: Hmm. That is surprising to me. This is the first one. Yeah.
2: It's going to make some uh, women's Valentine's Day that much more special with his normal-sized dick. Because he's going to go back to having so much sex as a 17-year-old. Yeah,
3: year all 17-year-old kid <laughs> having so much sex. What
2: do you have here for the second story?
3: I have a story that's sort of related to Valentine's Day. If your Valentine is your dog, which I guess a lot of people do that, right? Pathetic people with their dogs, you know,
2: like can't find a girlfriend or boyfriend, but like,
3: my dog is my most
2: special friend. They transfer those emotions to their animal. Right. Some people need Sometimes that Sometimes they
3: transfer too many emotions, which is what this story is about. That's Um gross. She actually did have a boyfriend, this lady. She's only 20 years old, and her name is Brittany Angelique Sonier Or Sonier. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she was arrested in Arizona after she confessed to her boyfriend that she enjoyed and had been engaging in sex with her dog since she was 13 years old. Ah. And she often fantasized about incest. I probably shouldn't have just told that, because uh, the way she revealed this is pretty amazing. How old is and she? And I think we can... All- She's twenty. I think we can all identify with this. Um, during the summer, uh, her boyfriend and her uh, started to have problems in their sex. and their sex life, started to suffer. I guess they were just generalized
2: relationship problems that led to bad sex. Did it say how long they had been dating?
3: Uh, six months.
2: Six months. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're still. Uh, if
3: you're the guy, I don't know how girls feel about this, but you know, six months you can cut and run at any second.
2: There's no investment. Yeah, there, but you right? know, I haven't lost sexual interest in six months usually.
3: No, yeah, something's going yeah, wrong. Yeah, there's something so. going wrong here. Uh, but this is what we can all identify with. She came home from work one day, I guess maybe they're living together, and she told them, We need
2: to talk. Uh oh, that's the worst. It's the worst. That is the worst. You know, a lot of you know what a lot of girls do now is they text it to you, so then you're just expecting it.
3: I love it when you're almost asleep, <laughs> you're in that like like 10 minutes before you're going to be completely out in bed, and your girlfriend or wife or whatever is like, uh, what was the one I heard recently? Uh, will
2: you promise not to get mad if oh, I say something? That's, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> when they preface oh, it with you. that. I'm already mad. I'm just it's mad just that you're even saying that.
3: that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so they did. They did. They, you, and you have to have the talk. Cause you can't just be like, "We need to talk." Not now. Yeah. <laughs> and then just fucking ignore it. Maybe I will
2: start doing that.
3: Just promise it. not to get promise not to get mad if I tell you something. No, I will get mad. So you better just not tell me. Why don't you just you be like have new
2: approach? Why don't you just be like, "Not now," and then just roll over and do that fake snoring? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's and sleeping. I
3: have on my big conical sleeping hat, like Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> Uh, All I'm saying is I understand why my grandparents had separate beds.
2: (laughs) Yes, there was validity in that. Yeah. Um, So
3: anyways, they do have the talk because that's what always happens, right? You're just like, okay. You start huffing and puffing. (laughs) (laughs) They sat down and Brittany used his phone to look some things up. Huh?
2: It's weird.
3: He expected Brittany to ask if they could have a threesome. Or if he wanted to be a swinging couple.
2: Okay, now that is, you know, if you think about that, though, like in terms of getting the talk, that's like an ideal situation. That's not the first thing that will come into my mind. If a girl's like, hey, promise not to get mad. We need to have a talk here. I'd be like, "Ugh, I'm doing something well, wrong.
3: Right. But I think that he knew that the talk was going to be about their sex life. So that narrows it down a lot. <laughs>
2: you know, Like, like she's going to ask me, like, hey, I think we should have a threesome. With another dude. <laughs> okay, now that would be an issue. I guess that, I bet well, you my, friend, expecting my that. friend Bob from college
3: is going to be in town this weekend. And I just wondered if you guys could wobbly H me. <laughs> the swinging couple is funny too. Like, there's this party next week <laughs> and uh, you need to go with me. Oh, really? What is it like? A baby shower? <laughs> no, it's a big orgy with a bunch of dirty, fat people.
2: You know what? I really want to fuck your friends. So uh, I say we swing. Yeah,
3: wait a minute. Wait you don't a have second. any friends. <laughs> Your friends is with these dogs, which is actually what happened because he would've been fine with either of those things he says, the uh threesome or the swinging couple. He's very open. But instead, Brittany started to show him pictures of people having sex with animals okay. on her phone. Okay.
2: Now that's a threesome I would not have anticipated. Do you promise not to get mad at me if I say something?
3: <laughs> <sighs> fine. I want to fuck a turtle. <laughs> what that does make me mad (laughs) (laughs) fucking super mario um so anyways she told him she was interested in having sex with dogs and actually told him that she had been having sex with her dogs the family dogs since she was 13 years old Uh, so at that point what do you do yeah i don't i don't know i think we've had i mean we've We've talked talked about about sexuality before before, and it's kind of like uh I think some guy even called in once that he found out that his like fiance was had fucked a dog in the past. I I don't know. It's one of these. It's so weird that I I don't even know what I'd do. I definitely don't want to fuck the dog, and I don't want to watch my wife fuck,
2: fuck a dog either. No, of course you'd end the relationship. But I'm saying, what do you do in the in the immediate moment? Do you just get out of bed, and be like, "I'm sleeping on the couch, you disgusting woman"? I think I probably you would aberration do that. of nature. You get shagged by dogs. Or, yeah. Or do you just be like. Yeah, we'll talk about this later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the dogs is like seven years old and the other one is like a couple years old. And she claimed that she's had both vaginal and oral sex with the dogs. (sighs) What does that mean? I mean, vaginal, I get. She's sucking their dicks. Is she sucking the dog's dick or is she having the dogs eat her out? Which doesn't seem so bad. I think both situations. I mean, on the general scale of things... (laughs) If I found that my wife was fucking a dog, I'd be like, what's just like eating peanut butter out of your pussy? Eh, whatever. At least I, I don't have to do that. it. <laughs> she doesn't put peanut butter down there for me, but I'm going to start requesting it. Crunchy. <laughs> um, she also is into incest, though. And she started to show him images on her phone of, a f- of family cartoon characters having sex. What the fuck cartoon is that? The <laughs> yeah. Family Circus?
2: I was about to say, is this Ziggy? Like the X-rated <laughs> version? I don't think I've seen this one.
3: No, I haven't seen this one either. Like Marmaduke? <laughs> I guess that's back to the bestiality. Yeah, but I was
2: about to say, that's probably the best of both worlds. you got Marmaduke, you got the combination of Family Circus and Marmaduke.
3: This guy kind of you talked about whether you, you'd go sleep on the couch, but this guy kind of like went full
2: blown red alert because he called her dad. Wow, like the, like the next day or just like right after he he got this revelation. I guess right
3: away he uh, the the two broke up shortly after. Oh no, so this is like a couple days later or something. And uh, he before he he called the police, but before he called the police, he called her dad, and guess what? Dad was like, "Oh yeah, I know she's been doing that for a long time." <laughs> He so, also, okay. dad also told her that uh the ki- the guy that uh the dad was trying to get custody of her 11 month old son because he felt his daughter was not a good parent so he's talking about incest who's the
2: father of this son fido <laughs> <laughs> <The> young little <laughs> yeah, dog boy question, damien <laughs> um
3: the funny thing about like saying like oh i'm really into fucking dogs you're kind of like oh that's gross but if somebody's like, I'm really into incest, now you're like, you have to have, like, a specific person in mind, right? Like, what, do you want to fuck your dad or your, like, 11-month-old kid? If you're into incest, like, you're talking about somebody in your family, Well, you've right? had
2: fantasies about someone in your family. Right. So that's a, that's way more bizarre to me well, for somebody
3: to tell you that they're into incest.
2: I think the combination is just it's so bizarre to the point where I I, wouldn't even, I would be, be sleeping on the couch. But what I don't get about this is, so the dad said he knew about this. How does the dad know about this? Did he catch her in the act? Did he train the dog to do this? No, 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 no. Well, what what <laughs> He's happened? He's not promoting it. She's been doing it since she was 13. Well, what, why wouldn't the father, like this sounds like like poor parenting to me. Why wouldn't the father be like, okay, you're grounded if you try to, to uh, have oral sex with uh, Rover again?
3: Well, what you ground them and then just home with the dogs all
2: day long? I would get rid of the dog. Wouldn't you get rid of the dogs?
3: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would blame the dogs. I mean, yeah, but dogs are just going to do what dogs are going to do. Okay. What if you like the dogs? I
2: would like the dogs, but I won't. Want, I don't want my daughter having sex with the dogs. I would have to like do something.
3: I'm, you know. <laughs> i might be uh i might be going out on a limb here but i think i'd rather have my daughter having sex with my family dog than like you know uh you know ace and his fucking camaro coming over smoking yeah ace wheeler the smoking pot and fucking you know dropping acid and he's like and he's like 40 like yeah just fuck the dog
2: it's going to be unnatural. Well, I mean, could you imagine? It is unnatural like, for sure. She's never going to have a normal relationship. Like, what's going to she's happen? She's kind of hot. Did
3: you see the pictures of
2: her? Yeah, that, that kind of blew my mind. I was looking at it and I'd be like, wow, I would totally shag this girl. Hmm. She
3: looks like she'd be really irritating, but she's kind of attractive.
2: But we could be in this situation. Like, she's kind of attractive. You bring her home, you date for a few months. Next thing you know, she drops this bombshell.
3: Right. And then what do you, you do? You find like some kibbles and bits in her <laughs> snatch. <laughs> what's this
2: oh it's just dog food oh really whoops i don't know how that got in there mm. i must have slipped and fallen
3: they uh think that she's actually like a sexomaniac what is, is sexomaniac the same thing as nymphomaniac nymphomaniac it sounds and like that's it. why she's getting up to all these shenanigans uh he says that in the past she's also told him that she intended to become a prostitute because she says that she's good at sex and enjoys doing it and feels like she should get paid for it the police report i don't know who told them this but it's in the police report says that she will have sex with anyone anywhere at any time because she is an addict which i know a
2: lot of people that could benefit from that did she say that to the police or the police assuming that because she has sex with dogs
3: i don't know it's based on their analysis
2: does the family have a cat it doesn't say (laughs) that's why i wonder i don't think
3: cats are gonna put up with fucking a a human i mean how would you cats don't care
2: you you never know if you put some
3: tuna on your clit they might lick it off but it's not like they're gonna get into it like a dog will
2: no a dog would definitely cats don't hump things or anything like that right and yeah and usually like i don't cats don't have that same kind of sexual inclinations as dogs do they're not as horny as dogs
3: i wonder if these dogs
2: were neutered What I wonder about this girl though, do you think it was just started with dogs and then it moved on to other animals? (laughs) Like that's what I would be nervous about. Like what kind of an animal? I don't know. I'd be like, Like you know, I'd look at all the animals I have in my house and be like, what are you doing to my animals?
3: How many, (laughs) how many animals do
2: you have? Fucking
3: Dr. Doolittle.
2: I only have a cat, but I'm just saying like, who knows? Like this guy might have a turtle. He might have fish. He might have a guinea pig. Who knows what she's doing to the guinea pig? (laughs) <laughs> well, there's only one thing you can do with a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, I guess I. this would be a Valentine's Day shocker. That would probably ruin my Valentine's Day. Would you take the chocolates back that you brought her? Probably, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, you don't get these now, you dog fucker. It's terrible. Wow. So it's pretty
3: bad. So uh, she's just brazen about it. You know, she's just like, I've been doing this for seven years. And she has an 11. Like, Why would you just be like, oh, I fantasized about it. And one time I, I, I let the dog lick my pussy. She's just like, no, I've been fucking these two dogs 13. for seven years. 13. 13. She says she started fucking the dogs because she was was, so wanted to have sex, but she couldn't find a male partner. Well, she's 13, so males probably don't want to go
2: to prison. I I still can't get over uh, the father not putting a stop to this. Like, how would he know about it? He's like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. What an awkward conversation that must have been.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't seem like a great father.
2: Well, at least he's uh, trying to get custody of the kid. How many kids does she have? I think just the one 11-month-old. Oh, God. That'd be the worst. That kid, you know, that kid's gonna have to grow up and then find out. Like, uh, he's gonna probably be like eight and then find out about, his, like his real mom. He's gonna try to find his biological mother and just be like, "Oh, so she was having sex with dogs while she's you know." Pregnant a lot of the
3: girls who were thirteen
2: experiment with uh, a hot dog. <laughs> I <I've>
3: heard. <laughs> I think it's stuck in
2: there. That's not bestiality. It breaks off. Anyway, people, uh, there, there's a Valentine's Day story for you. You know, I think it's good to love animals, just not make love to animals. Uh, people, send your story to com. We've got a few phone calls to get to. 206 666 3846 is that number. Before we get to our first call, here's a word from our sponsor
0: Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blog doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50 percent off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my ball? I put a spell on you.
4: Because of my.:
2: So I has got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, the first one is a, a thank you call. He's thanking us for nine years of uninterrupted pod crafting.
1: Thank you.
0: Hey, what's up? This is Colin
2: from Connecticut.
0: Just calling in to uh, wish you guys a happy (laughs) nine-year anniversary of the show. And uh, D, hope you had a good 40th. I'm calling in on my 20th right now as of midnight. And uh, hope yours was convivial, as you'd say. (laughs) And, um, yeah, just like to thank you guys for giving me opinions on things on too young and dumb to uh, have of my own yet. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well,
2: um yeah, that's it. Keep it up. Sick and wrong, warping the minds of the youth for nine years. Yeah, he was, what is he at? 11 when he started listening? Yeah, I, know, I was about to say, I don't know how long it's this weird. guy's been listening, but he was young. That's kind of a weird He says thought. he's
3: 20 now, and if he's been listening for 11 years. What he, wait, nine years? Yeah.
2: Well, I don't, know. Young. I don't know if he's been listening since the beginning of the show, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, I wonder, like, uh, do you think teachers would be upset if they, like, confiscated their pupils' iPad or iPhone and then found out, like, you listen to the... What is this, Sick and Wrong?
3: No, oh, that'd be grounds for expulsion.
2: You think it'd be grounds for, like, psychological counseling, like if you're the guidance counselor? Okay. Yeah, I think so. You should be listening to podcasts like This American Life, okay? Yep. Sick and Wrong is not good for you. That's what would happen. This is not what you want to be doing with your life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to those bitter, jaded, cynical pricks. There's better shows for you out there like Keith and the Girl.
1: Absolutely.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for listening for uh, um, however long and uh, still listening. for <laughs> long. Yeah. Been 20 years old, you know. It's whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Hope you have a happy birthday and, uh, don't get an STD. Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow in <laughs> our footsteps. Okay, uh, we got another call here, and uh, it seems like this is uh, another call from your ex-girlfriend who uh, tends to call the show frequently. So here she is. She has a message for you.
0: So, Wackily, he did your ex motherfucking girlfriend, you crackity. That's more like your name, motherfucker, Crackity. He went, I heard your motherfucking ass got married, so why, bitch? Yeah, nigga fuck uh, What that bitch that I said I got. Oh, a paycheck? Oh, hell no, nah, you did it. You motherfucker. Shit, you best come back over here to Oakland. I'm going to whoop your motherfucking ass. If I see that white little clown from Bichios, I'm going to whoop her motherfucking ass too. You dirty
2: white cracker motherfucker. <laughs> well, there you go. Your ex girlfriend. There you go. With another. I like how she message. signs a
3: little bit different every time. Yeah,
2: that, that was you know that definitely sounded like an African American woman to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could picture I could picture her uh, weave. Um, yeah, that, that's good. There she is. Um, she likes to call the show. So it's it's interesting to me that she doesn't try to email you or call your cell phone. She just calls directly. To the Oh, show. I have her on block. Oh, you have her blocked. All right, that's
3: yeah, good. So this is the only way she can get a hold of me nowadays. <laughs>
2: You know, people I don't know if you know this, but Wackley dated more than just one black girl. You've dated many girls. So you've <laughs> you've had several ex girlfriends, but just one of them happened to be this one, African yeah. American. And uh she has a pension. It'd be interesting some if stuff. some of the other ones
3: called in. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the <one. laughs> I wonder. They're all fucking crazy, so
2: Well you know who else called in here? Uh turns out the uh the father of the ex girlfriend. Oh great. <laughs> Hello, dear Wackley. Hey, just Leo. My daughter
0: just called a few minutes ago, your ex motherfucking girlfriend from Oakland, dog. I heard you done breaking her heart, homes. Shit. Nigga, I'm about to whoop your motherfucking ass, too. If Quintisha don't whoop your ass, I'm going to come find you, and I'm going to whoop your motherfucking ass, too. Shit. Let me finish this
2: cult 45, you dirty white motherfucking cracker ass white mm. bitch. Fucking ghost daddy. It goes on yeah, like that right. for a while. Yeah. Um, you get the idea here. Yeah, it doesn't really six, sound like a 60-year-old black man, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> kind of sounds a bit like, uh, what was his name? Debo from The Hood in the movie Friday. I remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Coming right. to hide your Gold Chains. So when you met her dad, did you have to hide your gold chain? Yeah.
3: I, I, he wasn't as uh, thugged
2: out as... <laughs> as he is today, <laughs> I don't know what happened. So no, I didn't. So wait, when you went to, were you welcome in the house when you went to uh, like Thanksgiving meals at the ex-girlfriend's? Oh, of course. Yeah. So it wasn't weird that she was dating a white boy. No, not even at all. Did the other? Didn't we? I think we talked about this before. Did the other siblings date white people? Yes. So you know, it was funny the other day I was reading or I saw something. It was like a like a picture or something, like a meme that was going around and it had a, a scene from The Fresh Prince where the daughter comes in and she brings her new white boyfriend. And the whole family, you know, the uh, dad from the, the Bel Air, I forget his name, but the dad, the fat dad, they're all like, oh, your your boyfriend's very tall. And they kept saying like, oh, her boyfriend's really tall. You know, she's, wow, I didn't know she was dating such a tall person. It's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tall people at universities. And then Will Smith was all like, He's white. Why do you guys keep saying he's tall? So he like, you know, brought attention to this. That's what I'm wondering. Well,
3: that, you know, <laughs> he was the fresh prince. So he was always keeping it real. He was keeping it real, As, yeah. He was from the streets, but they were all, you know, Carlton and everybody, they were like uh, the stuck up
2: Bel Air blacks. But they had a euphemism for the it's white, really for the white the people. That's the whole point of the show. Th- that's what I'm wondering. Did, did, your fa- did her family have like a euphemism for like, oh, he's dating, she's dating a tall person again.
3: Was, uh, was the guy tall?
2: No, he was just white. You know? He wasn't tall at all? He was probably average height. Taller than me. Was he taller height.
3: than Will Smith?
2: He was not taller than Will Smith. Yeah, Will and Smith so, is quite yeah, tall. Yeah, Will Smith was all like, yo, he's white. But it was like one of those uh, memes where they have just like the uh, like uh, broken into pictures. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's a scene. scene those are amazing, from,
3: uh, by the way. That's like uh, tip-top internet creativity right there when you take something from a show and <laughs> you get some screenshots screenshots yeah. right in text underneath what the people are
2: saying yeah, they screen, So they Sc- put like, you like five a screenshots. million
3: shares on Tumblr with that.
2: And it's like a really long picture that they just like pasted oh, yeah, like six long. screenshots together. So, yep. um, all right. Well, anyway, uh, you should watch out. Now you have two people who want to beat your ass because you got married. So join the club. Yeah. <laughs> join the club. Take a number. Start the queue. All right, uh, we got one more call here. It's a my two cents call. So here's some theme music.
3: Okay. My two cents with Dean Lance.
0: Hey, uh, what's going on, uh, Dean Lance? It's Chuggles. Got a uh, my one two Mother's cents K? question for you. Vaguely. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, uh, well, a little background. I uh, there's you know a group of friends. Uh, there was this uh, girl that had kind of come into the group of friends. Uh, she's, you know, probably 10 years younger than I am. She's, you know, a little blonde. She's, she's fine. She's really, really stupid, okay? Like, that should be said up front. Like, she's really, really dumb. Uh, but either way, like, we started sleeping together, <laughs> of course. Uh, and, you know, it's been going on for, like, you know, three, you know, it's a little more than three weeks, probably four to five weeks and you know, I'm not dating her because she's an idiot, but we're sleeping together. And
2: I'm sure this guy has high standards. He just doesn't <laughs> pass the intelligence <laughs> test. Her SAT scores are too low for me to date her. Just too I mean, you know what the, you know what the word
3: I like dating girls that are like, you know, clever, you know, witty street smarts, witty can figure their shit out. The worst thing is dating somebody who's, like, really, really
2: just, like, overly intelligent. (laughs) Well, then they come across as being pedantic and, like, condescending when they speak to you. They're
3: pedantic. They're fucking neurotic. You know, every time you want to, like, like, oh, let's watch a movie, it's like, oh, I want to watch Remains of the Day. And you're like, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, it's like, do we have to watch another foreign film so it doesn't offend your cultural sensibilities?
3: (laughs) I, I just like French cinema better than American films. Fuck you. If uh, D, if you don't want to watch
2: the subtitles, then you should just learn French like I did. That's why you don't date Sarah Koenig. Do you imagine? (laughs) No. Imagine Valentine's Day with Sarah Koenig.
3: And really smart girls always have like weird sex issues too, right?
2: Or they overanalyze everything. So sex in general, you know. That's when you want to pull out a monster cock.
0: (laughs) You know, honestly, there's no, like, limits or boundaries there. It's not like we've said, okay, we're not sleeping with anybody else. But <laughs> here's where it gets kind of iffy. So last night, all my friends go out to what we call the zoo brew. It's where everybody drinks at the zoo. Uh, it's pretty wicked i think I've heard you guys talk <laughs> As If about that's it. a
3: normal thing <laughs> oh you know when you go to the zoo and you get
2: trashed well what i don't understand about this is this something that the zoo promotes like oh we do like you know he here... you said you did this at the but, la, LA zoo, right? zoo does it but it's like you know on thursday nights or something in the summer they have oh we have late night like things or is this just like a group of friends go to the zoo and get shit-faced and and shit faced and throw shit at the monkeys <laughs> you know that's what i'm wondering here yeah on the show it's
0: actually a really good time uh so we're there. I didn't go, uh, but this girl had gone with our group of friends. And now a friend of mine, who's there, he's like, known for probably 25 years. So apparently he gets hammered. Whatever. Long story short, they all like you know got a of that. Went to the bars. Uh, you know he goes home and he texts her at like midnight. Like,
3: so what happens is I go to a friend's house. But
2: I don't mean to stop this but uh you know the girl that was the subject of uh, the protagonist of your story that you did what do you yeah
3: you don't want to take her to the zoo
2: <laughs> yeah i was about to say what happens if you bring her to the zoo is she, is she just like multi-orgasmic yeah just panties dripping you're just like i can't even take you in public it's like when harry met sally she's looking at the gorillas the meerkats <laughs> next
0: day and she's there and we're all talking and she says yeah she goes you know, blah, blah, blah. He, you know, power texted me at midnight last night and called, you know, and kept saying, come over, come over, come power over. Texted. Uh, you know, let's smoke a blunt and watch a movie. So, you know, I'm with my friend. So I kind of left it alone. And then when we were like cornered or, you know, there was just me and her, I was like, well, did you fuck him?" And she's like, no, no. I'm like, well, of course you tried. Right. And she's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, well, that was a little fast. So I waited, I ended up talking to my friend, you know, we all went over there later at my, my other buddy who heard this first thing kept crying, like, hey, what the hell was that all about? Now, my friend will not admit, he says, no, 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 like, I really was just calling her over. Two, he's kind of possessive he says, nothing here, isn't he? Uh, Yeah. Three, he says, well, I was really, really drunk last night. So, like, when I confronted him, like, he got really, you know, he's a car salesman, ah, but he got really, uh, I mean, just his demeanor and everything was just telling me what I needed to know. Like, either he did fuck her, or two, he... Uh, you know, was trying to and he won't admit it. Like, I mean, it's blatantly obvious.
2: What's the question? I think that I'm going to get to the question here because I've heard this already and it's like, I don't want to play this for another minute. Dude, when you call in, call in the show, make it under three minutes, all right? Um, The question here is, is it all right? Like, should he be angry at his friend of 25 years for having sex with a girl that he's currently banging, even though they're not dating? So should he no longer be friends with this guy? Did his friend betray him? for uh, either trying to shag or even shagging this girl that he's not even dating, that he's just shagging, having a casual relationship with? I don't know. <laughs> this, is, can I, this is something that I would just like to pass on. <laughs> I mean... What's your my two cents? Like, what's your two cents on this?
3: I, I just don't even have two cents. Wait, Did, did the guy know that it, it, you shouldn't try and fuck a girl that your friend is fucking?
2: I think there's like this. It's a bros before hose code, and the fact that your friend tried to violate violate that, then I would be like, okay, we're not friends anymore. But if he didn't even know that you guys are banging, like if you're not public about this, you don't talk to your bros about this. Well, then of course the guy's gonna. He's every guy is an opportunist. Every guy's a sexual opportunist.
3: If he just thinks that you're friends, then yeah, that's open territory.
2: I think what should happen here is if you're going to be possessive about this girl, well then you should be dating her and then you should say she's off limits to any guy you know or especially my friends but if you're not going to be public about this you're just going to be casual and shagger every now and then well then fuck it dude secret sex club well then fuck it it's like all right let's have my friends shagger and then we can like swap stories i (laughs) do swap stds (laughs) i've shagged i've shagged several girls that my friends have shagged i remember uh this girl, I don't want to mention her name, but P-Town shagged her, Mullet Jeremy shagged her, and then I shagged her a few years later. It's like, wow, the three of us all shag the same girl. It's always kind of weird. Neat. But if my friend was currently shagging her and I knew that he was currently shagging her, no, of course I wouldn't do that because I'm a good friend. It's a bro code, buddy. Your friend violated the bro code if he knew about it. If he didn't, then uh, hey, you know, it's it's all fair. And it's Northern just funny war, that
3: like, you know there's millions of girls out there and your your friends like i'm gonna have sex with the one that you're having sex with
2: well okay i'm dude i'm giving it's like if
3: you bought it's like if you bought like a you know i'm gonna buy a you know bright red mazda miata not to be gay or anything (laughs) but and then your friend's like hey i just got a bright red Mazda miata just like yours you just be like what (laughs) why did you do that why do you have the same exact car as me
2: yeah, but I think, I, I just want to give this guy a benefit of the doubt here. I'm thinking he didn't know about it. Like his, his Choggles not. wasn't that public about it. And then it's like, well, why not? If you're out getting drunk, wouldn't you try? And this girl's in your friend circle. She's hot. Yeah, I'd she's be just a like, hey. friend circle. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, right, you know. But if I knew my friend was, like, if I knew you were banging some chick, I wouldn't try to go after her. At right. that point, you're violating the bro code. You never want to do that. People call us, stick on Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love your My Two Cents calls. Uh, we don't have time for email here. So, people, if you don't listen to the show on iTunes, uh, you're really not that good of a friend to the show. I know we don't, we've, we've talked about iTunes at length here, but iTunes is probably the number one area where people go to find out about podcasts. So, if you go to the iTunes... You subscribe and you rate and comment, but you can listen to the show any other way you want. As long as you subscribe to the show on iTunes, it does help us out. We uh, we'd like to be in the top 200 comedy podcasts, so go to iTunes, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. Uh, we appreciate it. Also, the Sick and Wrong Facebook fan page, just facebook.com slash podcast. It's going off right now, doing a lot of posts to it, trying to build it. So uh, make sure you go there, follow us, like us. We appreciate it. Also, um, Sick and Wrong t-shirts now available at the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. You can support the show by buying the pink, uh, hot pink quad O.T. on a black shirt. Uh, you can also get some stickers there. There's also a link to the uh, Cafe Press store. So just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. And uh, finally here, the Sick and Wrong song of the week came in from Mike. Mike says, how about Steel Panthers, Bukaki Tears for the song of the week? It's an epic tune from an epic band. You ever heard of them? Steel Panther. I've heard of
3: them. I've never heard them.
2: They're kind of like a comedic band, but they do like a parody. Sort of like Spinal Tap. They do a parody of hair metal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've seen, you know, people, if you're in LA and you're here during the week, I know they play, they have a residency at House of Blues every Monday night. Great show to see. They're funny. And the best thing about it is they're, you know, like, because they're parodying heavy metal music like hair metal from the 80s they get all the chicks to take their shirts off so they'll just get Hmm. random girls to come up on stage and show their titties
3: hmm interesting yeah
2: and there's always like famous people in the audience so they're like come on up dane cook and sing sweet child of mine so uh stuff like that will happen you never know it's a it's a it's a good show, but anyway, the fact that they're a parody band, you know, they have some of their own original songs like Bukaki Tears. But when they do like a Motley Crue cover, it's dead on. Like the guy can do a, a dead on Vince Neil impersonation. So, <laughs> like crashing his car into a pole. I'm sure he does that in his off hours. Uh, but good band to go check out Steel Panther. So we're gonna end the show here with Bukaki Tears. People will be back next week with episode 471. Till then, take it sleazy.
3: All right, good night.
4: This is Bob Medigan and you're living. Ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. No, sick and Run. <laughs> Thanks,
2: dude. Right
4: here. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon, and this is Bob Medigan and uh, I hope you're still gonna listen later on, dude. <laughs>